welcome back to another episode of Snacks in the City. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Snacks is back. Hey. I feel like the camera breaking um, and us going back to audio only has just like really sparked your solo career. <sighs> this is the moment I've been waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> We actually got some new followers over the weekend, and like one of the followers was an account that's like two best friends who are country singers. Natty and Tay? No, they're called like <laughs> the Dirty Shirley's. Oh. Which is such a fun name. But I was thinking about how that could never be us. No. Because you're a solo star. Yeah. I can't share the spotlight on the stage. I can share it here with you. Oh, I mean, cheers. Just kidding. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm so tired, Maddie. It's been a rough one. I am a sleepy girl today. But um, I feel like it still sound fun, so. Yeah, that's all that matters. Um, how are you? Um, well, I am feeling very tired, but it's all worth it because I'm going to Italy in two days. That is so exciting. And it's going to be a time. It's going to be a time. And... I just I don't even have words. I'm just so excited and I literally am obsessed with my birthday and always doing something like big for my birthday. And it just have really outdone myself this time. You really did. Which like it's crazy because I said that last year. Yeah. Wow, I wonder what your thirtieth is gonna be like. I know. I know she's got to be a banger because now now I'm just setting a bar, and so like it's been set. I can't go back. But also, my thirtieth will be my golden birthday, so it just like really, you know, I have no choice. Yeah, yeah, you have no choice. You just like I have to beat Nobu and beat Italy. What are you gonna do? I mean. I'll have to brainstorm and get back to you, but somehow I will have to tap Nobu and Italy. And you know what? I'm up for the challenge. Up for the challenge. (laughs) Thankfully, I have a whole year to recuperate the funds and, you know, come up with a plan. Yes. How the heck are you? I'm good. Nothing new to report. Um, yeah, boring as hell over here. Okay. Yeah. Honestly, (laughs) boring is nice. I've had, like, too much going on for too many days, and it's 9 p.m. right now, and it feels like 2 a.m. Like, I feel like I worked all day. And then immediately, like, went out to dinner. And then immediately after that, went out to drinks. And now it's time for me to go home. That's what I feel like right now. Oh, my gosh. But I didn't do any of those things. I didn't. I didn't. 
I just am not, I'm not well rested right now. Well, you'll try again tonight. Well, I still have some packing to do, and I forgot my vaccine card at my apartment, so I have to go back, and I still have so oh much work to do. Like, it just is not looking like tonight's going to be an early night for me, but it's okay. It's okay. I'm just lying to myself and saying I'm thriving. Like, I'm. You are. Thriving. You can sleep on the plane. You're so right. So. I've got a top three for us today that I think you're going to love. Bring it on, tough guy. In that movie. <laughs> I literally don't know. I just thought that was a thing people say. Just married. Okay, you know what? I was going to guess that, though, but then I didn't know if it was like... I feel like that's just a thing that people say, so it could have been literally any movie. Yeah. But I was thinking of that scene when he's fighting with Peter. Yeah. Did the Italy of it all, like, spark that thought? Huh? Did the Italy of it all spark that thought? Yeah. Okay, that's really beautiful. Well, I love that movie. Okay. Every single scene of that movie lives in my mind, friend free. It's honestly one of the best movies ever. I realize some people will maybe think I'm taking it too far, but I honestly think that it is one of the most enjoyable movies to exist. Yeah, and it's so underrated. It is in my top three of like rom coms. Totally. Like, for there's sure. nothing like it. It's so good. It's so good. All right, and so is this top three. So let's do it. Let's do it. First up. I've got a Don't Worry Darling drama saga update. What is that movie about? Don't know. Couldn't tell you. We should Honestly, the trailer is very confusing, but I think that is by design. Like, I think that's the point. Yeah. To get you to want to see the movie, to want to understand. But I literally don't know. I do know that there is a spooky element to the movie. It's, like, supposed to be a little bit of a thriller. Not, like, full-blown scary. Just, like, a little bit, you know? Like, just a little to get, get you thinking on the edge of your seat kind of vibe. Hmm. All right. Um, so, here's the updates. Um, so, Olivia Wilde is for sure in damage control mode because I've seen her happy little ass all over. I mean, she's giving <laughs> interview after interview after interview. I feel like I don't she is she's got a good publicist I'll give her that like she's doing all these interviews obviously promoting the movie but also using it as a chance to like no there will be drama and set everything's right the movie's great go see it like you know she's really really um she's very well media trained like you wouldn't she's not easily shaken I saw a clip I think it was um Shoot, I don't know. One of the late night guys. Now I can't remember which one, but one of the guys with the late night show, okay? And he just like straight up asks her, So did you fire Shia LaBeouf or no? <laughs> like, oh, I think it was Colbert. Okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And so she's like, Yeah. 
I mean, it's a matter of semantics. Like we sat yeah. down and had a conversation. And so really, it just depends. Like I would say, yes, we made a choice. We need to move forward without him. But he would say, I need to move forward without this film. Like I'm leaving. And then he's like, okay, so did he quit or was he fired? And she's like, it just depends who you ask. Which like, she said it better than that, but yeah, she fully doesn't answer the question because she obviously lied about firing him. Like, you can't fire someone if they already told you if they're leaving the movie. That right. they quit. But she played it off nicely. Um, she also was spotted at a Harry Styles concert, dancing her little booty off and kissing him afterwards, as she tends to do. So they are not broken up. She also confirmed that Harry Styles did not spit on Chris Pine, which, like, I figured, but the video is just so damning. Like, it really looks like he spit on him. It really does. And, like, if he didn't, like, did he whisper something? Like, I want to, I just want to play by play, and I don't want to hear it from Olivia because she can't be trusted. I'm somebody to talk to Chris Pine, and I want him to walk me through it step by step. What the heck was happening there? Yeah. I need answers from a direct participant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that there was no spit, because Harry Styles, at one of his recent shows, was, like, talking about how he had to take a break from tour because he had to pop over to... um, the film festival to it was like I had to pop over to Venice for a minute so I could spit on Chris Pine but now I'm back so like he's playing into the joke of it all so I feel like if he did it he wouldn't acknowledge it and he did in a playful way so I'm assuming there was no spit but like something weird happened something weird happened but it looked it didn't seem like a malicious thing it looked like a joke thing that they have going on right Unless they were just playing it off, like, unless Chris Pine is just truly that mature that he just was like, I will scream at you later about this. Right. Right. So, I don't know. But we have a slight confirmation that there was no actual spit. And final piece of the don't worry darling of it all is the movie reviews are very mixed. True. So. Now I feel like there's really not an option but to watch the movie myself and see what I think. Yeah, maybe they'll have it on the plane, but also that sounds scary. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and avoid that because, like, I am not down to watch something that I, like, have no idea how it's going to affect me because, like, you know, I'm a little soft chicken girl. If it gets scary, a plane by myself is the last place. You're going to be by yourself? No, I'm not going to be by myself. But, like, what if my friends are asleep or something? True. Um, Where can you watch it? Like, how do you watch it? The movie theater. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my God. That sounds scary, too. That's why Harry said, the thing that I love about this is it's a movie. Like, the movie really feels like a movie. Like, go to the theater and watch a movie. You didn't see that clip? I did see that clip. Because you have to go to the theater to watch it is the first step. And I think he's saying it's just, like, reminiscent of that, like, 
old way we used to do things. Like before, you used to just like if you wanted to see a movie and you were like intrigued in that art, you had to go see it. Yeah. And I think it was a bold move to not put it out on streaming because like, you know. Yeah. But it's working. I mean, I keep seeing tons of videos of people going to see it and like giving their opinion. Like some people like, are like loving it, but other I people feel are like really a lot it. of people are only going to see it because of all this press. Yeah, but that's also like why Hollywood is the way that it is. You know? True. Do a little drum drama. Get the people talking. Which, like, that is one thing Olivia Wilde has done right. Is, like, instead of hiding away from the drama, she's just leaned into it. And is like, okay, well, I mean, that's, like, you know, part of the play is, like, you get people talking. And that's why people in Hollywood always say any press is good press because you do have the opportunity to spin it. Like, right now, everyone is calling Olivia Wilde any kind of name you could think of. But she's been doing a press circuit because everyone's like, dude, the drama, the tension, what is going on? Yeah. I'm sure her publicist is like, okay, you can interview her. You can ask her a couple questions about the drama. This is off limits. You can't say this, but you can ask her about this, giving her softball ones, but then you have to give her 20 minutes of uninterrupted time to answer movies, like answer questions about the movie. So like she is doing it right. Cause I feel like this day and age, like this, segment of life everyone's very like oh there's drama then like you just don't hear from them for a while you don't see them for a while and then all of a sudden they pop up you know a couple weeks couple months later and it's like oh hi i'm posting on socials again and i'll yeah. something a little bit different she's like all right there's so much drama let me just like show face on every channel ever yeah because i feel like i really didn't see anything about her ever until this movie yeah. Well, I feel like she was in the news, just definitely not like she is now, but that's the update. Um maybe do you wanna go see the movie? Yeah. And then we'll do a review. I gotta start saving up though. To go to the movies. <laughs> the movies are like twenty dollars. You have $20. Yeah, I'd rather spend it on something else. It's more than Don't Worry Darling? I guess, I don't know. What this is it... like the pop art. What? Not pop art. That's not what I wanted to say. Pop, pop culture moment. <coughs> Bless you. Of the year. All right, next story. Next one is um, about why I think Tristan Thompson should have to go to jail. Okay, so I'm going to start with the bad, and then I'm going to segue into the good. One, I'm literally not joking. I think that Tristan Thompson is a garbage swamp human. Okay? I think that he should have a mandatory psyche eval every three months for the rest of his life. And honestly, I don't think that he should be free to roam around the earth. 
I think that he needs a chaperone at all times because he's sick, sick, sick in the head. Okay? Sick what he does to people. I watched the first episode of the new season of The Kardashians on Hulu. And it was vile, okay? Vile. Wonderful episode, but there are some details in there that it just, like, really illuminates that Tristan is actually human trash. Like, I normally don't like to get so hard on a person, especially if they're a public figure, because everything is always such, like, edited, curated chunks of however someone wants to deliver a story, right? But the way that they start this season is very transparent. And so if we take if we take a few steps back and we look at last season and I feel stupid for falling for it. I was in the camp of people need to be nicer, people need to give grace, like grace is my thing. Okay? Grace is my thing. It's my favorite thing. And I always am like, oh, you have to be gracious. You have to give people grace. And so I fell for it. Okay, Tristan, the whole season last season is like, oh, Chloe, please give me another chance. I just want to be a good partner to you. I want to be a good dad to True. Like, let me move back in. Give me another chance. I want to marry you. I want to have a family. I want us to do all the things. Like, he goes to therapy on his own and with Chloe as a couple. And is putting in, like, active work to get his family back, so he says, okay? And what's sick about it is now that the new season has started, now we've learned this whole thing was an act. Yeah. Because the whole entire time that was filming last season, he quite already knew and had been served papers to do a paternity test to prove he was the father of this new baby. So this whole time, Tristan is making a point to reach out to Chloe's sisters individually, reach out to her mother, to go to therapy, to badger her for months on end, begging, can you move back in? Can we have another baby? Meanwhile, Chloe the whole time is like, no, no, no. We just need to co-parent. Like, we're fine how we are. I can't go through that pain again. Like, I love you, but no. Then she finally breaks down and is like okay yes like obviously he's trying so hard like he wants this so bad so like me too they do the embryo transfer just a couple days before thanksgiving she finds out the first week of december that another woman is having tristan's baby and by having a baby i mean had she is having the baby any day so she that scene that went viral last season where all the sisters see the post about Tristan saying, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Chloe, you deserve better. Um, you know, if we do the paternity test and this is proven to be my, we'll do the right thing. Okay, so that goes out. All the sisters are reacting. That clip when Kim is working out and she says she's filming and then she puts the phone to her ear, she takes Chloe off speaker is the first time she learned. She's like, okay, Kim, I have to tell you something like we did the embryo transfer. Like, our surrogate is pregnant. And oh now this is happening. God. And right before that, the last thing Kim says before Chloe says, oh, my God, well, take me off speaker. I need to tell you something. Is Kim goes, if this isn't the biggest sign in the world to not have another kid with this guy. Oh and then Chloe's God. like, well, <laughs> LOL. Okay. So that's why I think that he deserves to jail, go to jail. Because I think to do that to someone, like, to know 
that you yeah it just is sick it's so do you have to watch chloe go through like the surrogate is pregnant this baby is coming any day now and like she's telling family members at the last minute she tells true that she's having a brother at the last minute because there's just like no excitement and her mom's crying like i can't believe he stole the joy out of this for you for a second time and so like when you think about it he did this to chloe twice he did this to the woman he had a son with he did this to her too and then now this other woman also so four different women he's done this same crazy thing of like assuring them he wants to be with them so cool so cool and then leaving them or you know doing something like cheating whatever when they're about to give birth like he is demented demented and he needs deep therapy but enough about him we're focused on chloe we're team chloe over here she was just at milan fashion week and photographed with a very handsome actor named michelle marone and he i hope rocked her world oh i hope so too she needs she needs that she needs it and deserves it because homegirl has been through it Mm-hmm. and speaking of going through it uh, story number three Clayton and Susie are done so another batch couple has bit the dust I saw that I had high hopes for them I did I did not <laughs> I wasn't shocked in the slightest I was watching TikToks of people like freaking out I was like literally no <laughs> all the red flags were there and I feel like everyone just like they look good together they're like a fun couple so people were just like no it's fine <laughs> they're gonna be great and I was like no they're literally not though well they gave it the old college try they yeah. lasted longer than most they lasted longer than Michelle and Nate Tino and Rach. <laughs> yeah if anyone cares about the um average like dating time for bachelor couples bachelor data on instagram did do a post about it and she made a nice little beautiful chart the average i think it was like the average couple to come out of the bachelor the bachelorette they usually stay together just under a year so it was like 0.98 or something like that it's like just under a year um and so she did make a little chart of where everyone landed wow i'll have to look into that yeah it's a nice little post it has a lot of couples um and then it's there it shows like some couples are still together like you know some of those older couples like Trista and Ryan I think they were the first season ever if I'm not mistaken they're still together it's been almost 20 years yeah she was the first ever bachelorette back when it was just about that you know literally just about like actually um love yeah so yeah if anyone cares you can go look at bachelor data I'm actually looking at it right now and some of these stats on here is funny to look at Double Funny Krause and Kelly Flanagan are reportedly back together. Peter Weber. Whatever. 
I was like, I don't even know who Peter Krause is. That is the wrong Peter, Peter Krause. Um, but like, also, I literally don't care because <laughs> I don't like either of them. No. And I also don't think Kelly should be back together, but it's not my business. So I hope she's having fun. Yeah, I feel like she's probably not. <laughs> or she might be, but she's not going to be soon. I just don't like the guy. I think he's a dope, and I think she's better than that. Yeah, he really is a dope. It also doesn't seem like he's had literally any growth. Because, you know, I love a rekindle. I love a rekindle. But not in this case. It just doesn't seem like literally anything to warrant him getting his girlfriend back. Yeah. So that's it. That's all. And we'll see what else happens. And I'll tell you all about it next time. Well, we can't wait to hear. Um... So, do you want to get into the topic at hand? I sure do. That's my favorite part. And I'm honestly really excited about this week's episode. We have a special guest, Maddie's Auntie Di. Does she want the public to call her that? Should we just call her Diane? Um, wow, I guess we should have asked. Uh, I think she can just be everybody's Auntie Di. Okay. So we're talking to Auntie Di about the D word. She's going to tell us all about getting divorced, finding herself again, and even getting back into the dating pool. And it's honestly, I think it's really, this sounds dramatic, but like an important conversation to hear because as much as no one ever wants to, divorce is a thing that happens. Yeah, and it's so taboo, and it's like, why? Yeah, I feel like people, that's why we're calling the episode the D word. I feel like people don't like to say it. People don't like to talk about it. It's like pretending it's not there, pretending it's not an option doesn't, it doesn't protect you from a divorce. Like the divorce rate, if anything, is on the rise. And so I think it's just a really important conversation about it is a hard thing to go through. But here's an example of how one woman, she did it. She came out on the other end, thriving and shining. And we will be right back with anti America's anti die. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we are back with our guest, everyone. This is my anti die. Say Hello. hi, anti die. <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> um, she is my dad's sister and my mom's best friend. Lucky oh me. my god. Every I already know that, but every time I hear it, I just that is so fun for you guys. It is fun, and it, they're not best friends because my parents are married. They they were best friends before. They've been best friends forever, literally yep. since we were ten. Wow, it's yeah. so cute. It is so. Cute. It is so cute. So cute. Well, thank you for joining us. Also, thank you for agreeing to do, like, kind of a touchy topic. I feel like a lot of people were calling the episode the D word because I feel like it's a word people don't even like to, like, bring up. So thanks for wanting to talk about the D word. And today the D word is divorce. So to start, I think it would be cool to kind of just know a little bit about you and like when you got married and kind of just the timeline of how it all worked out to end up getting a divorce. 
<laughs> well, that's, that would take a really lot of time. I'll give you the short version. Um, so right now I'm 59 years old, but I got married when I was 27. I dated him for two years. We got married and we were married for about 13 years. And I started the divorce proceedings when I was 40, or just before I turned 40, actually. So, um, I forgot what else you asked me now. Um, well, I kind of did too, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wait, I had a question. Yes. How old was he when you got married? He's 10 years older than me, so he was 37. Ooh. Okay. So I think kind of before we get into like what it's like to go through a divorce and then kind of adjust to independent life, I'm mostly interested in, I know like so many people our age are either kind of newly married or getting married or really focused on getting married. And so I feel like talking about divorce is just like so taboo in our circles. Like nobody really wants to ever even entertain the idea. Like it's such a bad thing. Did you grow up or, like, go into marriage thinking, like, divorce is so terrible, I never, ever want to do it? Um, Or was it kind of just, like, you're not thinking about it because you were just so happy to be getting married? Yeah, I think it's both. I mean, you know, you don't – I don't think anyone goes into marriage thinking, well, if it doesn't work out, I'll get divorced because it's not easy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you love the person that you're marrying. So, no, and I was not raised in a house where – there was no, there were no divorces in the family. So that was, you know, wasn't talked about or anything. I think I had an older cousin that got divorced like a long time ago, but that was like it. So no, I didn't think about it at all. Oh my God. Same. I mean, no one wants to marry me right now, but that's my thought. I I grew up in a house where that's just like, not, I don't, no one in my family really. And I think I have one aunt who got divorced um and so in my family it's just like a if you say divorce it's like there what so did you feel like when you came to terms with like okay we're gonna end this marriage did you feel like you had friends that were like judgy or like did that hinder you being like okay this is a thing we need to end because you were worried about what other people were gonna think I don't think I was worried about friends but I was worried about my parents I felt like I failed and I felt like I disappointed them, Um, which they didn't make me feel that way. And when I told them that, they were like, never, 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 you need to be happy and all that. And my friends were always supportive. I think the friends on the perimeter, like the, you know, I had young children, so the the moms from the school, that was a little weird. You know, that Mm. just gets weird. They just... The kind of ostrich, despite the fact that, you know, it's not like I'm that old, but I was all of a sudden you're just not as included as you were before, um, which was a surprise to me because I thought we were past that in society, but apparently. Yeah. (laughs) But like you had established relationships with them aside from being a married person. Right. So what's, what's the difference? I really, you know. As time went on, I think that it's a, it was just a threat to people, like, especially if it was a woman who maybe wasn't happy in her marriage. Mm-hmm. So now I got divorced, and I did the hard thing, and 
then there were, you know, or husbands who were afraid that if their wives hung out with me, then they would want to get divorced. You know, people are weird. I, I can't figure oh. it out. But that people. is so weird. It's not like it's contagious. Like, right. Cool. No. I'm going to get my divorce on you. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just a insecurity, especially if the marriage isn't as strong as, you know, it should be. Yeah. And so, um, how old were your children when you were getting divorced? They were 10 and 6. Oh, that's younger than I was thinking. Yeah, they were little. Was that, like, super tricky to navigate with, like, trying to, like, honor what you needed, but also, like, still be in the mom role and, like, make sure they felt comfortable? That's what it's all, yeah, that's the, that's what you do if you're a good parent. So you have to put your kids first. And it's very hard. That's the hardest part because your kids are are hurting. And you can't really, you can't change it. You're still going to get divorced. So you have to really try and just make sure that they know that they're loved and that they feel secure. That was my big thing. But create a, a safe home that's loving and secure so that they'll build their confidence in it. No matter what you tell kids, I think they always might think it's their fault, and it never is. So you just there's just so many things you have to navigate when you have children and you get divorced, and you have to make sure not to put down the other parent in front of them, which is really hard because you pretty much hate them for a while. And uh, it's just uh, a lot of it takes it takes a lot of willpower <laughs> to, yeah. not to say things sometimes. I'm sure. Yeah. I can't even. I know, like, I've only ever been through, like, one really bad breakup, and that was just, like, with a boyfriend that I dated for, like, two years. Like, I can't imagine, like, you really build a life for, like, so many years with someone. I'm sure that's such a crazy transition. Yeah, it is. I haven't thought about it in a long time. <laughs> but I've been divorced for 16 years, 17. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Congrats. Oh, I can't Wait, believe it. think about it. 2004. 18 years. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so then my next question. I didn't realize I had so many questions. I was just kind of in it like, oh, I would love to hear about the timeline because I know in my house, I just have always thought of like, you it's just to me like something you just don't do unless you like absolutely have to so I thought that that would be my main focus but now in this conversation I feel like all these little questions are popping up to me so did you ever feel because it is I'm sure such a hard transition after you've like lived this life with a partner for so long did you ever feel tempted to like not go through with the divorce because that would be not easier but like the more comfortable option Oh, yeah. I mean, the, by the time we finally got divorced, I had tried to leave a few times. So, but I went yeah. back. Probably, oh, I might have still loved him, but I might have also been afraid of all the change that the divorce would take. And I still had hope that things would change, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So when you finally went through with the divorce, did you, like, tell him ahead of time? Or were you just, like, here? Oh, yeah. Oh, I told him ahead of time. I told him. 
We told the kids, even though he didn't want to, but I made him. By the time we got to this round, I was really, really done. So, yeah, I told him he acted all surprised, which he shouldn't have. But um, it wasn't anyone's. Nobody was surprised I got divorced. I could tell you that. So, you know, it was just, it tried and tried and it didn't work. And then, what? No, go ahead. How, like, when you filed for the divorce, how long did it take to actually be finalized? I feel like it takes so long. On yeah. <laughs> so I told him, I don't remember. I think it was still, it was before Peter's birthday. So, and then we were final. I was lucky. We were final in July of the next year, but I moved out in May. Uh, my parents helped me buy a house. And I think that that's what made it go quicker because he was fighting it all the way. But I think once I moved out, he knew there was no chance. So he um, finally consented because there wasn't any going back. So once you moved out and you're like officially without a husband, what would you say, like, besides the parenting piece, just, like, as a woman, like, what was your hardest transition, like, becoming just, like, fully independent again? Like, what was, like, the weirdest, hardest part? The hardest part was taking care of a house all by myself. Mm. It was, you know. There's so I many know, things you don't think about. <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't know anything. I was the inside person. I didn't do anything. Should, the first time I ever grilled anything for the kids, it was as black as, you know, <laughs> charcoal color. I had to throw it out. I just really didn't know anything. I didn't know how to turn off water, how to turn on water, how to do things in a house at all. I had to call my brother-in-law or call my brother. But I also had really great neighbors where I lived. So you did. I also, did notice how she said called my brother second. <laughs> 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 He's not handy. It's funny. But he wants to be. <laughs> he really wants to be and he likes to help. So yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Your dad really isn't handy, huh? I guess I never noticed until we're talking about it right now. Yeah, he's really not. Um, okay, so then you changed your name back to Grisetto. Yes. But I waited five years. That was after we were divorced. And was there a reason? I think you told me this, but I don't want you to tell everyone. I waited because I didn't want them boys to have so much change all at once. Oh, I meant, like, why did you change it back? I changed it back because I wanted my my wanted my father's name. I was going back to school and I was going to get a degree, and I wanted it to say Diane Grisetto, and I wanted I wanted my father's name back. I mean, Amazing. yeah, I love that story. I love that because I actually was just talking about this, um, and I was like trying to say it in a way that wasn't judgy because obviously I'm not married. I don't have a boyfriend, so I just I don't know. A partner is just not. I don't have that priority right now. And I have, um, well, she doesn't work there anymore, but I had a coworker who um, 
she did all this work. She got her doctorate. And so, you know, she's a doctor in her field. And then she got married and she did all the paperwork to change her name. But then she also changed her name, you know, professionally. So all of her things, all of her um, licenses and everything, she had it all formally changed to her new last name. And I don't, I was not expecting to, but I just had such a strange reaction. And I was like, oh my God, I would never do that. Like, I don't have a partner. And so right now I'm very like, well, depending on, you know, how things go with snacks, like if I'm well known with this name and I've earned that, like I'll marry someone and like, I'm not going to change my last name because this last name earned that. I just was like, why would you do that? And so to hear you say like you wanted Diane Grissetto on your degree. Now I feel like I'm not crazy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no. like some of my coworkers were like no that's just like what you do when you get married you just change your name and I was like on everything that's crazy I think that's it's crazy. a really personal thing and you also have to remember that sometimes when we in society say that's what we do it's because that's what's been done yeah historically for so long but you know things change along the ways of life and I think there are some historical traditions that could use a facelift. <laughs> That's a good way to put that, a facelift. I mean, there's some, I just don't think it always works. And I don't think that, I think that you either, or you can choose to take the name or you can choose not to. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that there should be any judgment or anything at all attached to that. Yeah, the girls at work were letting me have it. I was like, it was just a thought, guys. I just, I don't know that I would want to do that. I feel like she, obviously, that's the choice she wanted to make, and I'm happy for her. I helped her, you know, make sure all the paperwork was done. I just don't know that I would do that. Yeah. And they made me feel like that was such a wild thing to say. That's yeah. crazy. Well, yeah. Our friend Erica still hasn't changed hers. Mm. Yeah, she hasn't changed her last name, and I mean, I think if I ever, you know, get married, I feel like I would be in an Erica camp because her explanation is always like, I like my last name. Like, I like having my family last name. But if it's important to my husband that I change my name so that we match, then, you know, he can do the paperwork and he can pay for it. And then I'll have his last name. (laughs) Yeah. Like, wants to take the day off and help me do all the things and I'll do it. (laughs) No, that's a good way to put it because it was a lot of work to change my name back. So, yeah. Yeah, don't imagine it's a short process. I mean, all the paperwork ever. Just like. So, yeah. So, you are a very religious person now. Were you always, or was that a new thing after the divorce? I was young too, so I don't really remember. (laughs) (laughs) Nor should you remember what your aunt was doing when you were young. (laughs) I am, I've always had a very strong faith, and, you know, faithfully attended church and what we call a cradle Catholic. I don't know that I, I still don't know that I know all about Catholicism. That's my faith. Isn't just based on the doctrines of the Catholicism, even though that's where I practice and all that. But um, my faith has always been strong, but my practice got stronger. I'd say in the last five to 10 years. But but my faith is what got me through all the hard times of all my life, especially the divorce and that. 
Yeah, that was my question. Did you feel like you were leaning on that? Um, that's nice. Totally. I don't know why. That made me feel very, like, warm. That's so nice for you. It totally um, leaned into my faith. Shoot, I just was thinking about Jesus and lost my train of thought. I had another question for you. <laughs> also, I feel like we always, like, um, I'm just thinking of, we've had such fun talks about church and things in Jimbo's garage. And I do, I'm so happy you came on Snacks because you really are always so open and just chatting with me and Maddie about all kinds of things. Well, thanks for inviting me. Well, we're not over yet. We still got to talk. No. Oh, uh, I know. The other D dating oh yeah okay <laughs> which is our second favorite d word here at <laughs> so how long do you feel so the divorce happens um how long would you say did it take you to feel comfortable like going on a date with someone new probably you know the first year i was really really concentrating on the kids i mean i always was but like there was too much going on. So it was a couple of years, I think, before I went on any dates or I went online and all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, and you did do the online dating thing. Oh, I did. She did it. That's good. I feel like that is like, I don't know. I feel like that's hard for people like to get back out there after a bad thing happens and then like you whether it's just a breakup or a divorce I feel like that part like the getting back out there part is the hardest so did you feel like you were just ready to do it were your friends encouraging you to do it like yes. how did you get back, back I out there I, I met some other divorced ladies and they were telling me about it you know I wanted to see if I could have a nice relationship as opposed to the one that had falling apart so yeah I was just ready I wanted to try to find someone nice to be with okay and then once you got back out there did you ever have like a serious boyfriend post-divorce or did you kind of just date around like were you having fun I had a, like I had fun? a serious I started the first guy I met I think we Oh wait a minute! I'm trying. Okay, the first guy. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a I'm not like a a person to date a bunch of people. So, um, if I found somebody I liked, I just dated them. And I dated the first guy I met. We dated about six or seven months, but then the second guy, I dated a couple of years. Ooh. Um. And then. Some others in between. Then another guy I dated a couple of years. So and were couple, you? Sorry, you go ahead. No, I had a couple longer term relationships, but they didn't work out. Were you open to getting married again, or were you kind of in the camp of like one and done? Uh, I was. I don't know. You know what? I I don't think I thought about it because it wasn't going to happen with those. I mean, it was too too soon i might have the first serious relationship i thought i would have gotten married again but it wouldn't have been right away i don't know that's a funny question i think i wanted to just just because i wanted to have a successful marriage but then the relationships really weren't the right ones to 
to ever be married again, I guess. And then it, it usually proved itself because then we ended up breaking up. So, mm. yeah, like I have one aunt who got divorced, and like as soon as her divorce was final, she was like adamant. She's like, I'll never date. I'll never get married. I don't want any parts of any of it anymore. And so, but then I have another aunt. I don't think she actually was ever like legally married. I don't know if that counts as a divorce, but she had like a partner she was with for a very, very long time. And like after him, she was very like interested in having a husband. So I feel like people either fall into one camp or the other, but you kind of found like a little middle. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So when you like when you first started going out, like, so you would do the apps and stuff, or not apps, I guess, like the online. Yeah, (laughs) they weren't apps yet back then. (laughs) It was on my desktop computer at the house. Which ones were you doing? What was your favorite one? I did Match when I first got divorced, and Catholic Match, both of those. Ooh. Um, I think when I first now I was only 40, 41, 42, something like that. So match was good. I met a lot of I met people on match and I I made dated one guy from Catholic Match for a while. Um I try you know, and then the years go on. I think I've tried um E Harmony. I never met anybody on E Harmony. Oh, um, that's shocking. I feel like their commercials always make it seem like eHarmony is, like, the one. I think their slogan is even, like, when you're ready to, like, find your person, like, and stop, you know, messing Have you ever tried app. it? It's, like, you have to answer a gazillion questions, and then it's just not, I don't know, it wasn't for me. Every time I did it, it didn't work. I did Bumble. As the years went on, I tried Bumble a couple of years ago. Uh, yeah, and, but match after oh, and then there's um, what's it called? Senior senior people meet or something like that. When you're <laughs> over 50. It's like it's it's actually part of the match group, but it's for like the more mature crowd, as we like to say. That's so funny. <laughs> I'm glad you're telling us all the names. I'm writing them down because I'll need them. So would you ever like go out to bars and try to meet guys? Well, yeah. you don't meet good guys in a bar when you're over. True, 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 true. This is, I, mean, I love, you know me, I love a bar. And I love nothing more than going to the bar. And I love to dance. And I love to be at places where there's music. Yeah. Um, I, but yeah. when you're my age, once you get to be like 50, if a guy's hanging out in the bar all the time, he's probably not somebody I want to meet. Yeah. Wow. You know what I mean? It's not like when yeah. you're in your 20s and guys go out with their friends and they're in the bar and you meet them. It's not like that, you know, once you get past a certain age. And sometimes, you know, if I go to those meetup groups or whatever, there's a lot of single guys. But you know what? They're just weird, I got to say. It's just, I don't know. It never... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you got to meet like a, a friend of a friend. Yeah. Even hard for us. Yeah. Oh my God, I know. <laughs> I feel like we every so often on snacks are like, we're not opposed to being set up. Anybody, you know, we have a lot of friends with husbands who have friends and 
not that many dates, so I'm not really <laughs> sure what's going on there. Oh, please. If I had a dollar for every time someone said, I'm going to set you up with my blah, blah, and then nothing, I never, you know, hear any more about it. So, I don't yeah. Know. So, are you feeling like, are you still kind of um, active on the apps and things now, or have you, like, kind of slowed down on the dating? I'm not active at all anymore. Well, maybe you'll meet somebody at the wedding. (laughs) (laughs) At my son's wedding? (laughs) Me and you, Maddie, will meet somebody at Peter's wedding. (laughs) I heard that the eye candy for my demographic is pretty good. Well, I'm sure for your demographic. Pretty sure not for mine. (laughs) You never know. Maybe you'll meet someone walking into the church or something. Okay. Well, you know, I never say never. We'll see. Yeah, you never know. My mom met one of her boyfriends, like, literally just One of her boyfriends? That sounds like she has a lot right now. No, she only has one right now, (laughs) currently. But, like, a guy she dated before, they met just, like, they made eye contact in passing. They were both staying at the same hotel. And... She got into the elevator and called my grandma and was like, oh, my God, I just saw the most handsome man I've ever seen in my whole life. And I, like, froze. I didn't I, – I, like, couldn't bring myself to say hello. So now I'm in the elevator and the door's closing. I'll probably never see him again. And then they ran into each other at the hotel bar later. She was in town for her company's work party. It was, like, up in Boston one year, and he was a basketball player. So he was in town for a game. Just so happened to I be staying I at need, the same hotel. You can I have a little meet start- cute. I need to start going to the bar by myself, I think. <laughs> you know, a lot of people say when you're, like, alone, it's much more um, comfortable for a man to approach you. So maybe, maybe. if you're going to a bar for a something, yeah. just get there a little early and get a drink and sit by yourself for a little and look really flirty and mysterious. <laughs> <laughs> try. Yeah, me and Bree can meet you for drinks and we'll be, like, 20 minutes late. And give okay. you some time. Okay, that'll work, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Do you, you have to come any... speed dating with us. Oh, yeah, we should do that. We got to do that again. Because we planned to go speeding, speed dating again, but we just, like, never picked a date to go. So we should go, and you should come. Okay. Okay. My God, you're so fun. I want to be like you when I grow up. <laughs> it's she always says she, when she was younger, she loved a bar makeout. And you know me. <laughs> it, runs, it runs in the gym. It's in my blood. Didn't your mom say that too? She said she loved to No, dance. she never said that. But everyone was like, you're just like your mother. And I was like, I made out at a wedding one time. <laughs> once? Maybe. Yeah, once. Yeah, right. Okay. But you know what? I'm going to go for three. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Just kidding. Oh, funny. Do you have any closing comments about divorce and dating? Um, I think that the biggest thing I would say is to make sure you're healthy before you date. I knew a lot of people that got divorced and immediately felt like they had to go out on dates to kind of prove something to themselves. And it's better to just get yourself in, in order and make sure that you're happy with yourself. Before you start dating and trying to, to you know, make yourself feel better in that regard. Because it's not going to work. Yeah. Um, that is such ha- good advice. Yeah. Just be happy with yourself and with your choices and, you know, with your life. 
before you, and then make sure the person that you're dating is in that same boat, that they're happy with themselves. Because I dated people, I think, that were insecure, and that, you know, you think, oh, you know, uh, that'll change. It doesn't change, you know, and insecurity just leads to, I don't know, not an easy relationship. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that was honestly such a good closer. And I know several ex-boyfriends who should maybe just, like, listen to that piece on a loop. (laughs) (laughs) Just, like, let it hit a few times. (sighs) That's all I have. Bree, do you have anything else? No, I don't have anything else. I'm just, I asked all my questions, and I wasn't even expecting to ask that many. (laughs) I'm glad you did, because I, like... I knew I had questions and I wrote them down, but I was just really listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I hope your listeners like the podcast. I think they will. This this is this is good stuff. Thanks for coming on. Anytime. Yeah, we'll definitely have you back and we'll do a speed dating recap. Yeah, that would be so fun. That would be fun. Yeah. yeah. It's always worth a good story. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, that's another good line you always say. I used to say I dated just for the stories I could tell my friends, so they would laugh. (laughs) That's good. She's a do it for the plot girl. Yeah, yeah, that's what we say now. Do it for the plot. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, Auntie Die. You're welcome. Um, and hopefully, I see you girls soon. Yes, definitely. And Jimbo soon. Yes. All right, I'm there. All right, bye. Bye. Bye.